God does things for a reason. And I'm going to be talking about loss and grief as they are a part of life. This is part two, or actually retake two. And I'll explain what I mean in a little bit. What's up, guys? It's Stephanie, and I'm back with you again. Funny story. I'm just going to go ahead and let you know what happened. Um, Yesterday on Monday, um, the 14th of March, I went ahead and I was excited to plan something to talk about loss and grief and what had happened in the last two weeks and what's been going on. And I did the message. I recorded it. Everything was great. The moment I transferred the doc from the music console into my music editing software, I got an error that said incomplete and nothing was recorded. Yeah. And, you know, sometimes God will give you something to talk about. And if you're not ready to talk about it or it was not meant for that time or for some reason he wants you to just go back and do it again, um, He'll make a way to do it. I think it's really easy for people to just assume that when bad things happen or when things don't go the way we want it to, we just blame the devil. Oh, it's the devil's fault. This is a message people were supposed to hear. It didn't get to them. Yes, I was disappointed. But after thinking about it again and telling Lewis, I was like, you know what? When I was talking about what I was talking about, I was doing a lot of crying (laughs) and I don't know if the message would have been received in the same way I wanted it to. Um, I said what I needed to say, but I was crying through it. And yes, it was heartfelt, but I guess I really think, I don't think that was the way it was supposed to be. And for that reason, it just didn't work out. Nothing got recorded (laughs) and I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to redo it again. So this is retake two, (laughs) Um, but we're going to talk about loss. We're going to talk about grief. We're going to talk about how this is something that's a part of life. And originally, and the one you didn't hear, I had just had a bunch of different verses. And after thinking about it again and going through what I want to say, I have a different take on it. And I think this is going to be a little bit more uh, better in understanding it. Okay, and I think it's going to be something that even though I know that if you were to hear the original one, you would have grasped the message. You would have understood what I was trying to say. I think now uh, doing it again and redoing it again, um, it's a different perspective. And I think maybe this one's in a better uh, viewpoint. I also think I'm in a better emotional state and I don't think I'm going to be crying that much and and this retake um but yeah so this is episode 174 and i want to say thank you again for tuning in i haven't spoken to you guys in two weeks um a lot has happened and basically what's happened in the last two weeks is i dealt with the loss of my dog i dealt with the loss of my dog and um i had my dog for eight years since lewis and i got married and he passed away on the 26th of February, a day before his birthday, a day before he was going to be 12. And um, it was a really sad situation. Um, We were not here to see him take his last breath, but I'm grateful that I had Lewis to be there with me because had I lost Jojo when I was by myself, it would have not been good. Um, I would have not been emotionally ready. And I feel like I needed a week 
a week and a half somewhat to grieve the loss of my pet, to grieve the loss of this animal that I love so much, to um, try to get used to the way I live now because I am so used to doing things a certain way when I have my dog um, taking him out, taking him out for walks, giving him food, um, having him sleep on my bed, and just creating this emotional relationship with him. And the moment that you lose that with a pet, you kind of lose track of how you do things. And for the first week and a half, getting home after work, I would cry getting into the house because I miss hearing him bark and I miss taking him out and I miss going to sleep with him. And it's been a very big transition. Um, but I am so grateful for the love and support that not only I got from Lewis and that I was trying my best to give back to him, um, but for the love and support that I got from my in-laws because my mother and father-in-law, their family was um, basically where Jojo was born. Um, Jojo's mom was born in that household. They, you know, they had that dog and he was a litter. I mean, one of a litter, so about like six, five or six dogs. And, um, you know, they took care of him for the first few years and they allowed me and Lewis the opportunity to take him into our household. And, um, you know, I thought that it was going to be like all tears and sadness when I saw my mother-in-law, but she was so honest and she was so open and she was so helpful. Um, you know, she was just like, remember the good times. Remember the, the wonderful memories you had with him. You guys spoiled him. You guys loved him. You guys took care of him. And he lived a long life because if you think about it, 12 years in human years and dog years, is, I think it's about 84, something like that. I think it's like seven times whatever the number is or eight times whatever the number is. So he lived in his 80s, okay? But it was very sad. It's very, till this day, um, as I said in the original uh, recording I did, I did a lot of crying. <laughs> um, and and I, I'm still learning how to deal with it. Um, Lewis and I are not planning to get another dog anytime soon. Uh, I think I'm done with the really hard grieving process. I'm really happy that um, I didn't fall into some crazy like depression and deep sadness. I, I give God all the glory because he provided my husband to help me get through this. Um, Lewis was the one that took him to the animal control center and got him cremated. And, um, you know, Lewis had his moments and I was there to help him out. And I think we're still going through it, but at least we're, we're gone with the days of me crying every day. And, um, you know, we'll see what happens after. Oh, my God, I just ripped my Bible by accident. Lord have mercy. Um, so, yeah, so that's what happened. Um, the other thing is that um, as I was going through that, um, Lewis was working and, um, you know, we had things that we had to do. So, you know, the last two weeks have been really chaotic, really crazy, but I'm glad that I'm going back to the gym. I'm glad that I'm trying to find a way to get through it all. I'm trying to find my footsteps in. Maybe we'll get another dog um, in the future, later this year, maybe next year. I don't know. But as of right now, I want to talk about loss and I want to talk about grief. Because regardless if it's a pet or if it's an animal or if it's a friend, a family member, a person that you love and care about, loss is real. Loss is a part of life. Grief is a part of life. Okay? And... um. <clears throat> The best person, I think, to help me with understanding this um, 
was my grandfather. <laughs> um, my grandfather knew Jojo. My grandfather came. He met him. And um, he knew, you know, what kind of character. Jojo was a happy dog, always wagging his tail, always following me around. And to know that this dog that I had spent eight years with that grew in my family with Lewis and saw our marriage evolve and, you know, was a part of our family, um, my grandfather was like, Stephanie, loss is a part of life. And you have these strong feelings and these strong emotions and you have all of these feelings for an animal that we know dogs don't go to heaven. Um, you know, they don't have souls. They, it's not biblical. But you got to really think about it. Like when I lost, well, when my grandfather lost his wife, my grandmother, Puerto Rico, that was an even bigger loss. And he had to go through the pain. He had to go through the suffering. He had to go through the hurt. He had to go through the questions, you know, um, could I have done something different? Could I have helped earlier? And um, he's like, you had Jojo for eight years, and I had Noemi, my grandmother, for about 52, 52 years of marriage. And um, it really struck me. You know, it struck me because you know what? It's true. Like when you're married to someone, you're living with them. They're seeing you. They're a part of your family. You're doing things together, right? When you lose that person, you're dealing with a loss, right? A loss of the way you live your life, a loss with the way that you care, a loss with the way that you do things. And, it, and you go through grief. And it was really hard for my grandfather the first few years, maybe five or six years, um, losing his wife it was very hard for me um as their granddaughter to to lose my grandmother and we we have to acknowledge the fact that loss and grief is are a part of life right they're a part of life that's what it is loss and grief is a part of life so um i want to go into the bible i don't want to read different verses and put them together um I want to talk about Jesus and how he dealt with loss and grief. And I want to kind of talk about like Mary and Martha with regards to Lazarus. Lazarus. Um, so if you go into your Bible, John chapter 11, I'm not going to read all of it. Um, basically, this is the story of uh, Lazarus, right? First, we find out that he's sick and the the brothers and the sisters, they go, they, they tell Jesus, hey, listen, your friend, your really, really good friend, he's sick, right? And Jesus, like, you know, she, he hears about it. He's like, oh, don't worry about it. Sickness is not the end of his death, right? Um, God's going to get the glory at the end of it. And Mary and Martha are like, okay, I understand what you're saying, right? Um, the Bible says that he stayed in that city, but he didn't stay uh, where Lazarus was, right? And... Um, all of a sudden, um, Lazarus dies, okay? And I want to pick it up on John chapter 11, um, let's see, verse 17. I want to pick it up here because we know that Jesus was not in Bethany. He, was, he stayed two days in Judea. He was away after knowing that his friend was going to die. And this was a really good friend of Jesus, okay? And, and I want to see how... Mary and Martha react because sometimes when we deal with loss, we all kind of react in similar ways. And for me personally, losing Jojo, I was responsible for, I loved, I took care of. 
I really had a lot of questions. Did, did I not see all the warning signs? Was I too slow in acting? Um, is he just old and I just had to deal with the fact that he was getting older? I questioned a lot of things, right? And, um, you know, sometimes when we lose someone, we ask questions and we question ourselves and we cry, right? Crying, there's nothing wrong with crying. When you lose somebody you love, crying is okay, right? And um, I'm going to pick it up here so we can kind of see what happens. It says, when Jesus arrived at Bethany, he was told that Lazarus had already been in his grave for four days. Verse 18, Bethany was only a few miles down the road from Jerusalem, and many of the people had come to console Martha and Mary in their loss. When Martha got word that Jesus was coming, she went to him to meet him, but Mary stayed in the house. Martha said to Jesus, Lord, if only you had been here, my brother would have not died. But even now, I know that God will give you whatever you ask. Jesus told him, uh, told her, your brother will rise again. Yes, Martha said, he will rise when everyone else rises at the last day. Verse 25, Jesus told, told her, I am the resurrection and the life. Anyone who believes in me will live even after dying. Everyone who lives in and believes in me will never die. Do you believe this, Martha? Yes, Lord, she told him. I have always believed you are the Messiah, the Son of God, the one who has come into the world for God, um, from God. Then she returned to Mary. She called Mary to side and the mourners and told her, the teacher is here and wants to see you. So Mary immediately went to, see, went to him. Verse 30, Jesus had stayed outside the village at the place where Martha met him. When the people who were at the house consoling Mary saw her leave so hastily, they assumed that she was going to Lazarus's grave to weep. So they followed her there. When Jesus arrived and saw Jesus, uh, I'm sorry. When Mary arrived and saw Jesus, she fell at his feet and said, Lord, if only you had been here, my brother would have not died. When Jesus saw her weeping and saw other people wailing with her, a deep anger welled up in him and he deep he was deeply troubled. When I mean, where where have you put him? He asked them. They told him, Lord, come and see. Then Jesus wept. The people who were standing nearby said, see how much he loved him. But some said the man healed a blind man. Can't he have kept Lazarus from dying? Verse 38, Jesus was still angry as he arrived at the tomb, a cave with a stone rolled across his entrance. Roll the stone aside, Jesus told them. But Mary, the dead man's sister, protested, Lord, he has been dead for four days. The smell will be terrible. Verse 40, Jesus responded, didn't I tell you that you would see God's glory if you believed? So they rolled the stone aside. Then Jesus looked up to heaven and said, Father, thank you for hearing me. You always hear me, but I said it out loud for the sake of all of those standing here. So they will believe you sent me. Then Jesus shouted, Lazarus, come out. And the dead man came out, his hands and feet bound in grave clothes, his face wrapped in a headcloth. And Jesus told them, unwrap him and let him go. All right. So first things first, I want you guys to know that Jesus cried. All right. Jesus cried. Jesus knew that there was a loss that was taking place. Okay. 
Now, the second thing I want you to know is I don't think Jesus was crying out of sadness in this particular text, all right? It says that he was deeply angered, and it says that he was deeply troubled, all right? Now, troubled could have something to do with grieving, okay? He, he didn't understand why Mary and Martha and the people trying to console them didn't believe who he was, didn't believe in the power. And it even goes to say you know, that even though he was crying, even though he walked to where this tomb went, tomb was, even though, you know, Martha was like, listen, he's been in there for four days. The smell is terrible. Like almost like, what is the point of you doing this? Right. He was like, listen, God's going to get the glory. I already knew that God was going to raise him from the dead. I already knew that the miracle was going to be done. Okay. And Mary and Martha were thinking that he was going to rise from the dead when Jesus was going to, I mean, God was going to come back. Right. But Jesus was like, no, I'm going to raise Lazarus from the dead. Right. And he goes. And even while he is saying to Lazarus to come out, he's like still praying to God, still angry, but still saying, you know what, God, I'm going to say it out loud for the sake of everyone hearing me. Lazarus come out and Lazarus comes out and it's a miracle. Right. But I want you guys to understand that Jesus recognized the feelings and the emotions that Mary and Martha were going through. He recognized and he only started to cry when he saw Mary and Martha like and the people starting to cry. Like, you know, he obviously he was emotional about the situation and he was sad for what was taking place. But this is all part of life. God already knew. Jesus already knew what was about to happen. And I say this so that you can understand that when you go through loss and when you go through grief and when you go through pain, like what I did, okay, when I lost my grandmother, I went through that. I went through pain. I went through hurt. I questioned. I did exactly what Mary and Martha said. Like, God, like, you can perform miracles and you can do things. Why didn't you do it now? We, we tend to do that, right? But what we also need to know is that God has a plan. God has a purpose. And God's timeline is not our timeline, it was her moment for her to go to heaven. It was it was my grandmother's moment to go to heaven. And this was the moment for me and Lewis to lose Jojo. And unfortunately, we lost Jojo and and, you know, we're, we're sad about it. Right. But we now understand that that's a part of life. Right. And if you lost somebody, whether it's a pet or an animal or a dog or a relationship or a husband or a friendship or a coworker, like if you lost somebody that you love, I want you to know that God sees your tears. All right. God sees your tears. He's he's cried before. Jesus has cried. He he experiences the emotional state of it. OK, but he also wants you to know like. There's a reason and there's a time for everything. Ecclesiastics is a great book. And I believe it's Ecclesiastics chapter three where like Solomon goes to say there's a time for everything, right? There's a time to be born and there's a time to die. There's a time to cry and there's a time to rejoice. And he goes on and on. But he's basically saying like Jesus has a time for everything. And your grieving has also a time, right? When I lost my my dog, I grieved for about a week. I cried every day and I understand that, you know, it happens. I needed that time to, to go through it. And I think I was healing through it, healing through that time. Right. 
when my grandmother passed away, it didn't take a week. It took a while. It took a while for my dad to recognize he lost his mom. It took a while for me as the, you know, the grandchild to know that I lost my grandmother. It took a few weeks. It took, it took my grandfather maybe months, okay? Maybe my grandfather was crying for months. Maybe We don't know. But I'll tell you this, though. God doesn't want us to be troubled for a long time, okay? God doesn't want us to fall into depression. God doesn't want us to struggle long term. Like, when the Bible talks about long-suffering, it's not really long-suffering realistically. Um, he talks about long-suffering in a different context, right? Through trials and tribulations that may linger, that may happen. But he doesn't want you to suffer for a long time through grievances. He doesn't want you to fall into depression. And if you did fall into depression because of a loss, I would say that you should pray and seek God, and if you have to, look for some type of medical care um, through a therapist or through any type of, like, um, medicine that you might need, you know, but know that God doesn't want you to stay sad forever, okay? God doesn't want you to have this sense of loss forever. He wants you to be able to heal through it. He wants you to be able to go through it, and he wants you to know that, you know, there's a time for everything. Life uh, in your life, you have to understand that loss and grief, it's just a part of it. It's just what, what happens. That's the design that God created us for, to, you know, to do. And I hope this kind of helps you out so that you understand that if you did lose a family member or a friend or um, a grandma, a, a spouse, whoever it may be, if that person loved Christ and had a relationship with them, with Jesus Christ and had Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior, you can rejoice in the fact that they are no longer in pain, no longer crying, no longer in suffering, and they are literally in heaven and having the time of their lives and worshiping God and praising God and in full and complete health, all right? They are literally living a better life than you at this point because they are literally living their eternal life in heaven in the presence of Jesus Christ. And that is something that you should rejoice in. And yes, at the beginning, it's hard. It's hard for you to understand, like, you know, everything that they're going through after they die because you're so focused on everything you're missing while you're here on earth. I understand it, you know? Like, I get it. I've been through loss. I've gone through grief. But I want you guys to understand that that's why it's so important for us to be able to tell our family members and our friends of who God is. We want to make sure that if for any reason we lose them earlier than we anticipate. Or when they do pass away, let's say they lived a long, full life, right? And they they die, even though we're going to go through that loss for a certain time, it's always great and amazing and a blessing to know that they were saved and that they are in heaven. So I really do hope that this episode is uh, one that you guys can um, go back to if you're dealing with a loss, if you're going through a grievancy. Um, I hope that you understood that Jesus understands what you're going through. He dealt with it. And, um, and I appreciate God giving me the ability that despite the first take of me crying and me going through everything, um, that I'm able to let you guys know, you know, like this is real. This is what happens. Okay. Um, I'm back in action. I'm going to try to continue to give you guys your Friday prayer waves. I'm going to probably surprise you here and there with a few more episodes. I'm going to continue to tell the gospel of Jesus Christ. And I'm going to continue to use my testimony, what I go through, 
to make it easier for you guys to understand, um, you know, how God works in our lives. I think that God can use my testimony as a way for you to see um, if something like this were to happen to you, you know, like if you lose a loved one, if you lose a pet, if you lose an animal, if you lose, um, you know, somebody that you really love. All right. You're going to get through it. And you need to have God by your side, because honestly, when I lost Jojo, even if I didn't want to pray, I prayed and I cried while I prayed. (laughs) Um, And I was able to get through it with the strength of God and with the strength of my husband and with the prayers and the condolences of all of my family members and friends. Um, My parents were so amazing. They decided to go to church with us on Sunday And it was just so nice to be comforted. And I want you to know also, like, the Holy Spirit is your comforter. So when you're dealing with loss, when you're dealing with grievances, not only do you have the comfort that's given by your loved ones, but you also have the comfort of the Holy Spirit. And he will continue to talk to you. He will continue to heal you. His presence will be there for you. So, yeah, that's it. Um, I will talk to you guys again soon. And um, thank you again. And thank you, Jesus, for allowing me to get through this podcast episode. Um, Take two. I'm really hoping that when I put in the outro that everything works out and I can publish it. So pray with me, guys. Um, God bless. If you enjoyed listening to this podcast, follow us on Facebook and Instagram at The Remix Movement for more updates. Be sure to check out our videos on YouTube and subscribe. Feel free to send us a DM with your feedback, questions, and any topics that you would like to hear in any of our future episodes. Thank you and God bless.